welcome on back to the Catch My Drift podcast. This is your host, Matt Kelmis. And today, joining me on the phone from Fort Myers, Florida, is our first guest on the Outdoorsman 7 Wonders of Minnesota series, Louis Varland of the Minnesota Twins. He's hopping on here to talk with us about fishing in the metro area and outdoor baseball. Well, thanks for hopping on here with me, Louie. It's a pleasure to talk to you as a Minnesota lifelong Minnesota Twins fan and uh, Minnesota native like yourself. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a good time to catch you. I know this podcast we're recording right now, it's February 22nd. Uh, your first spring training game is in two days on Saturday. So I wanted to, wanted, I'm, thanks for taking the time to get, uh, get to talk to me, and I wanted to catch you at a good time before you got too busy with your season. Um. Yeah, yeah it, it's, a, it's a great time to be a Minnesota Twins fan, great time to be a, a fisherman like us. Um, we've had an uncharacteristically um, warm winter. Right now it's 55 degrees and sunny on February 22nd. I don't ever remember a season like this at all. So, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. Can, yeah. You, can you recall any, any warm seasons like this or anything? or any, any? I mean, usually this time of year we're – trudging through post hole and through the snow and it's uh knee deep by now do you, you can you remember any seasons like this at all i i cannot um i, I yeah but uh, I, um i guess first i just say thanks for having me uh i, I love your instagram page and all that and, and follow and follow along but uh you know I, I just remember last year having like records like record amount of snow and for me i had to shovel my parents driveway <laughs> grandparents so i had i was busting my butt last year <laughs> shoveling and then finally to have uh like uh 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 a cold a cold season this year with no snow it's kind of like a complete 180 it is it's it's you'd think we we're in like southern missouri or something by the lack yeah. of snow and warm weather we got this year but yeah exactly. any any way you can get a little bit of a break is nice sometimes up in here up here in minnesota but exactly yeah so I guess one one reason I wanted to have you on here, um, I remember last year about this time, you know, I follow the Minnesota Twins on the Instagram page, and they'll always have like a, down at spring break, they'll always have like a question of the day, you know, whether it's a riddle or whether it's, a, you know, a joke or, you know, like a this or that question. Um, sure. But they had a question um, last year on there that said, if you weren't a Minnesota Twin or a professional baseball player, what would you be? And I remember, I remember specifically your answer. It stood out that you said you'd be a professional fisherman. Do you remember that? I do, and I, 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 uh, I want to, I want to, I want to specify and say I want to try to be a professional fisherman because okay. it's, it's very hard. So, but I think I would pursue that if it wasn't uh, a, a, a professional baseball player. Yeah. So, a guy like yourself, um, you and I both um, are Minnesota natives. We grew up in the land of ten thousand lakes. Um, where about in the city did you grow up? I grew up in North St. Paul in the Maplewood area, which is on the east side of the cities. Okay. Gotcha. And there's, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of bodies of water around there. Do you, oh, yeah. did you get started fishing at a really young age or did you have like uh, like an influential mentor that maybe it was your dad or an uncle or a, a, you know, a buddy that took you out fishing all the time? Do you remember, you know, riding your bike around as a kid, fishing lakes, drowning worms or anything like that specifically? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it, 
it was me, my brother, my sister would always go out uh, with my dad uh, as long, as far back as I can remember. Okay. And, and we got our worms from our backyard, and uh, we would always fish, like, Jarvis Lake, Lake Owasso. Uh, it's, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I was probably four or five years old when I started fishing. Okay, sweet. And what, what were you chasing? Were you chasing just sunnies, bluegills, largemouth, or anything in particular that you can remember? Yeah, I, I think I think uh, largemouth and northerns, and uh, I guess uh, not musky, but like I would say, like it, 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 was, it, it was it was it was normally pike and and largemouth bass, I would say. Sure. But uh, we we would be happy if uh, you know if if we got a musky or perch or anything really. So. Right. Yep. Yep. Whatever's biting that day is good. The the catch of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up. Exactly. I grew up in uh, the South Metro in Burnsville, Minnesota. Um, and I remember doing a lot of lot of fishing around there. Um, my dad got a little like fourteen foot John boat early on, and um, I, I think it had like a nine horse. So I mean, it wasn't a very you know luxurious boat or anything, but it was just yeah. something just enough to get us out there and. I mean, that's one thing about that area, you know, the metro area that's that's so nice, I think, is, um, you know, the accessibility. There's tons of different lakes. There's tons of different fish. If you, I mean, if you want to chase muskies, I mean, Lake Minnetonka is a great area. I mean, there's all kinds of little metro lakes. Um, one lake I can remember specifically, it was Orchard Lake. It was down in Lakeville. Um, they had um, tiger muskies. The state had stocked tiger muskies in there. And it, from my house, it was probably, I don't know, maybe like a 10 or 15-minute drive. And um, I would always take my buddies, you know, as I got older and showed more interest in fishing, my dad would bought a bit nicer boat and a bit bigger boat, and we would take we took that out. And, um, there you go. Yeah, we would, we would chase muskies and it, as you know, muskies are tough to catch. The fish of 10,000 casts is their nickname. So, right. uh, but we, we, <laughs> I don't know how in our youth we bumbled into a few, but, uh, we did. And it was, uh, man, that's, it's a blast. And that kind of just sparked my passion, but even, yeah, absolutely. even from, you know, from young, younger, I, I remember I had a, but a buddy and he's been a guest of the podcast. His name's Drew Russell. Um, he taught me how to fly fish early on. And, um, we would go to Carl's Lake, which uh, was a was an also nearby lake south of south of Burnsville, and uh, mm -hmm. we would catch crappies and and bluegill, and um, you know we'd put them on a stringer, take them home, and cook them over the open fire at night when it was our summer break. And man, we just uh, I mean I feel like we did that probably at least four times a week. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so good. But it it's fun. I mean, Minnesota. I feel I feel like is is a great place to grow up, especially you know if you're if you're interested in fishing. Like I said, the the fish of ten thousand, or I'm sorry, the, the land of ten thousand lakes, which hosts the fish of ten thousand casts. It's kind of funny, but right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of part of why I wanted you on here as our first guest is the Outdoorsman Seven Wonders of Minnesota is because you know, Metro fishing is so cool. Um, it's a little ironic that we're talking to, you know, we're, we're having you on here, but you're down in Florida, but, um, right. yeah, talk a little bit about, um, you know, playing baseball growing up, um, being a professional baseball player. I mean, do you ever get time to, do you ever get time during your season to fish? Uh, I actually do. So, uh, if I'm in AAA with the saints, we have every month, every Monday off. Okay. And, and normally, uh, what I would do is I would golf in the morning, and then my evenings I would spend on the lake. Okay. So, uh, and, and that's like every Monday. And then when I'm with the the MLB team, the Twins, 
we would get uh, occasional days off. And then um, whether we're in like a different city or back at home, uh, I, I would try to do all fishing. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. And is there, make it work. do you guys have teammates? Do you have teammates that you that like to join you with fishing or is it, you know, your dad or brother or sister that still join you or who, who tags it, it, along with yeah. you? It, it's normally my fiance or or uh, her brother. Okay. But um, Caleb Fieldbar is a reliever with the twins. Yep. Uh, he he's he's really into walleye fishing. He he really has that down. Yeah, I watched a a YouTube special on him. He was uh he was walleye fishing. He's got a pretty nice setup, pretty nice boat. Yes, he does. Yep. <laughs> it's not about what you know sometimes, but who you know. And uh, yeah, he's yeah. a he's a good dude. Definitely glad to have him on the twins as well, and it's cool. Where is he? He's from Minnesota too, correct? He, yes, he is. Um, I'm blanking on the city he's from. I should know this, but uh, he's from southern, uh, south of the cities as well. Okay. I'm I'm, for, I'm I'm blanking on the on the name of the city though, but yeah. Sure. Well, maybe we'll have to have him on here to talk about walleye fishing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure he would. Yeah. So, you know, being a ball player, you're traveling around a lot, you know, whether it's in minor ball or, or you know, with the Saints or, you know, at, with the Twins. Do you get opportunities to fish with your job traveling around? Um, not so much when we're away. Okay. Um, uh, I, I guess in uh, there's an away trip in Rochester, New York, that I guess is right on the river. I've been there once, but I think this next time I might travel with a little like portable uh, rod and reel and like a rappel or something to throw sure. some cast. But other than that, uh, I don't really fish like on on the road. Although uh, down here in spring training, I always I, I always uh, go out go out with a guide uh, in, in the Gulf of Mexico and, and, and fish the ocean a little bit, and that's sure. always so. Um, a, a fellow uh, twin, now he's a Florida Marlin. He's been on the podcast as well um, last year about this time. Devin Smeltzer, did you ever get a chance to fish with him? Or I'm uh, to pitch uh, with him? Yeah, I have not fished with him. I played with him a little bit okay. uh, one year. But uh, I, I have talked fishing with him. He he has he, he actually has a boat down here and fishes all the time in the ocean. Yeah, maybe you gotta, if you still have his number, hit him up and get you to get him to take you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do that for sure. Yeah, he's a good dude. We uh, we talk occasionally, you know, just you know, very small talk about you know how our our fishing's been or how you know I'll send him a picture of a turkey if I shoot one or you know he'll yeah. send me some a picture of something if he shoots it or whatever. But yeah, he's a good dude. His wife actually, he told me is a captain, so she can get you out on the ocean, which would be really fun too. Oh wow, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, that's cool. He he told me um, too that he always he'll take a portable rod and you know, pack it with him with a little small tackle box. And, you know, he doesn't get a chance, you know, as much as you'd like to sneak away, you know, and, and, and wet a line, but, um, he still will every once in a while. So. Yeah. I actually have a funny story about Devin. Sure. He was telling me one time, uh, I'm not sure what college he went to, but, uh, he, he obviously went to college, played baseball there. And instead of telling the coach that, uh, like he would have to have the coach's help, to get him out of trouble from like partying or whatever. Sure. He uh, he warned the coach that uh, he wants his back when he gets caught like trespassing, uh, <laughs> on like local lakes, going through backyards and stuff. So I thought that was pretty funny to hear that from him. That is pretty funny. I think he went to <laughs> I think he went to a college in uh, Texas, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. And I he think was that sounds right. yeah he was talking about how he would. Uh, 
go to like the local golf course or whatever and, and catch bass out of the golf course ponds. And he yeah. said, he sent me some pictures and they're actually like chunks. Like, <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's a little, little, uh, tip you can take from him. I know Florida's got a lot of golf courses, so yeah. maybe on your, I, 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 I actually, I actually hold an ice fishing rod in my golf bag. And if, if I don't have like people with golfing behind me, and I'm over by the water. I always take a couple of casts and, and, and catch something. That's a smart move. Maybe maybe <laughs> just pretend, pretend you're looking for your ball or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I actually heard that if you call the golf courses and you want to fish on their ponds, uh, they normally would let you as long as it's like before dark or after dark. Oh, okay. Uh, for like that half hour like stint. So sure. Now well, that's a great time to fish. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the season, you know, the baseball season typically ends sometime around October, sometimes September, I guess, depending on how well you do this season and ended in October. Um, yeah. is, do you plan on doing anything, you know, at the end of the season usually? I mean, are, do you, you know, grab your fishing rod and take a week off or go up north or do you, you know, grab your bow and yeah. sit in a tree stand? Or, what do you look forward to doing most right after the season? Uh Right after the season, I always golf for a couple of weeks, uh, as well as fish. I know I have some family members, and, I, and actually, I will be moving up to uh, the Brainerd area, oh, like cool. the uh, uh, Bill Lake Chain, Whitefish Chain, Pelican, like, uh, and Crosby up there. Um, so, I, I, I like, uh, once the off season hits, I always make a couple trips up there. Uh, I've I fished with Steel Bar up on Vermilion uh, right after the season as well, which is like. The Taj Mahal for walleye. Yep. Um, but uh, and, and then on, on top of all that, uh, um, I love to duck hunt with my fiance's brother, uh, in in like West uh, Minnesota, like south of Fergus Falls. So okay, I'm out there well hunting. Nice. Do you guys yeah. have a good season duck hunting this past fall? We did. We've heard very mixed reviews. A lot of people had a, like a really bad season because it was so warm, but uh, we actually hammered them. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's great. Yeah, the season here in the river, you know, like I said, depending on who you talk to, for me it was it was a little tough. But um, you know, there's friends and family members that live down here that uh, that said you know quite the opposite. But it all kind of depends on your work, my work schedule, and when I can get off. Yeah. And you know, it's always the days that are the best when you know you got to go into work when the you know there's a north right. wind blowing and in, in there's you know it's a little precip and i mean it's like oh gosh i just want to be in the swamp <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just a well, bad time most times right yeah lake vermilion is a, is a great lake for muskies too i've got a friend up you yeah. know who, who goes up there once a year and they they catch some pretty dang nice muskies so yeah, if you and Caleb ever get a chance to bring your bring your heavy rods and some bucktails or you know stuff right. like that, gonna, yeah, give it a have shot. To try it for sure. Yeah, sweet man. Um, this October, it you know it sounds like it was a pretty special one for you duck hunting and fishing too, but it was also a pretty special uh, baseball season. Um, I I had the privilege of going to a baseball game with my dad on the third of October. And I, okay. I got to watch you pitch. I remember, I know that's a that was a pretty sweet game for you too. Um, it was the one of the games, uh, the wild card games against Toronto. And, yeah. And um, it was man, it was unlike any other game I've been to at, at at Target Field. I mean, from the moment you know you wa- you parked your car. I mean, I mean, parking was a nightmare anyway. But the yeah. moment you parked your car and and walked up to the stadium, I mean, it was just a completely different energy. <laughs> 
a completely different buzz. I mean, it was everyone, I mean, everyone was like at 10 out of 10 excitement, you know? Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what that was like for you. I mean, go through that a little bit and how, you know, I mean, how, how that was for you. I mean, I'm sure growing up in Minnesota, it's a, it's a absolute dream to play for the twins and even to play in a, in a, you know, at target field in a playoff game. I mean, I'm sure that was just incredible. Yes. A hundred percent correct on all of that. Um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually talked to some teammates to help prepare me for like, like the hype of the postseason. And no matter what they said, it would not have prepared, it would not have pre- prepared me enough for that. Sure. You know, I, like I've never seen Tartar Field that loud, that many people in it. And everybody just brought the energy, cheering for anything. There would be the pitcher throwing throwing just one strike, and the crowd would just erupt. Like, it was just insane energy. Like, that is what you want. Yeah. Come post hit the ball. And uh, I, I, I remember sitting in the bullpen, just, just sitting there, and everybody was just going crazy. The fans were so loud. Like, it gave me goosebumps just sitting there because that is what every Minnesota kid dreams to do is to pitch for – you know, pitching the playoffs for their home team, like being on the team. It was, it was insane. It was, yeah. I mean, I've been to a handful of game, games last year and, um, you know, you sit down and you, you know, grab a hot dog or whatever and, or a beer or whatever, you know, and it's, you know, it's a pretty, it's a, just a fun time and you can talk to the people you're there with. But I yeah. mean, I didn't want to get out of my seats to grab a hot dog. I mean, it was, it was, right. it was absolutely incredible. And, I mean, I think I stood the entire game. My dad and I, you know, I don't think we sat in our seats the entire game. Um, I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. Um, And, you know, it was it was quite the game, too. I mean, um, Royce Lewis had two home runs that game. I mean, it was out of this world. And, you know, got a chance to see you pitch to coming out of the bullpen. Like you said, we talked about, you know, every pitch. It was like you know, here's a strike. I mean, the cloud just, crowd just erupts. I mean, it was nuts. How, how was that? What was that experience like pitching up on the hill? You know, I, I, I actually was not expecting the call for them to call me in there, but I was the first out of the pen that first game. Yep. And, 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 uh, on my run out there, I couldn't, I couldn't feel my legs, you know, trying to, trying to control my breathing to calm myself down. But, uh, um, after that first pitch, you know, uh, I felt comfortable enough and the nerves went away, but, uh, that out against Matt Chapman, I thought I blew it. I thought it was, it, it was hit well enough to be like a hit, if not a home run. So I, I was out there just stressing after, uh, he made contact with the ball, but, but, you know, uh, I, I'm not sure if it was the win that day or whatever, but it knocked it down and Michael A. Taylor in center field caught it. But so, yep. Yeah. It, uh, it, it all worked out. Yeah. I can imagine just, you know, getting up there, you know the your adrenaline is on on max and just getting that first pitch you know getting that first strike is kind of you know you just got to get that first strike and then it's you know kind of a clean slate after that i would think right yeah exactly and then uh i I have have to add uh royce lewis hitting two home runs like if you if you ever want to talk about clutch factor that is it right (laughs) there that is the prime example like you can't write that up better like that was just insane of him yep it is. It is. I kind of an off uh, off topic question. I know you know growing up in as a baseball player, I'm sure you had to hit. Do you ever miss hitting like that? I do. Yeah. Although I I never hit the ball that far, but yeah. I do miss hitting. I always thought hitting was the most enjoyable thing to do 
in baseball, especially batting practice, you know, like easy BP, hit it where you want to hit it far. Like, you know, I, I always thought that was pretty fun and I do miss it sometimes. So like down in spring training or, you know, before a game during the regular season, will you ever take BP? We aren't allowed to because okay. it's a risk of like hurting yourselves, whether it's like your oblique or just being, you know, it's been years since you picked up a bat and they don't want anything to happen to you. So that makes it's sense. kind of front front now. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe in the off season or something, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, sweet. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, you're a, a Minnesota guy, grew up near uh, north, kind of north of the cities. Going to um, Twins games, you know, at the Metrodome and, and, and Target Field, do you remember any Twins games that stand out to you as a fan? Um, I, you know, I watched all the playoff games uh, on TV, but at, at I went one game. It was it was just some random game, uh, some random season, but uh, Juan Rincon, he was a reliever that came out of the pen. He was warming up, and I was sitting uh, close to him in the bullpen, okay. and I was just heckling him to give me a ball. And eventually he did flip me the ball, and and that's what I remember from the Metrodome. And also leaving the Metrodome is just iconic, like the it wind is. pushing you out, yep. you know? And then uh, and also Twins Fest. I, I went to a lot of Twins Fest there in, like, my uh, like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And uh, I actually got a picture with Marnot and Maurer uh, way back when, so that, that was pretty cool, too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Do, do you, um, you know, down – in spring training, do they ever make an appearance or, you know, around the park, do they ever make an appearance and you get a chance to talk to them at all? Yeah, they do. Actually, uh, I went on the caravan event with Marno one year and, uh, and, uh, uh, um, the past couple of weeks he's been down here as well. Okay. So, but, uh, and, 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 uh, and for Joe Maurer, he doesn't come around as often, but, uh, some random days during the season at target field, he, he will swing by. So sure. I talked that's pretty sweet. I would imagine, you know, I mean, Joe Maurer is a household name in Minnesota. I mean, if you yep. if you don't know his name, you're you know, you're not a Twins fan. You know, everybody exactly. who's a Twins fan knows him, and I'm sure it's you know, even as a Twins player, it's, you probably kind of fangirl out a little bit when you talk to him, or at least I would. Oh, I feel for sure. like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's sweet. And now he's a Hall of Fame member, which is even cooler. Oh, it's, yeah, it's so cool. It it it's gonna have. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. Yeah, like he's he's the humblest, nicest human you'll ever meet, and he's also very good at baseball. So yeah. So you said uh, you know you had you went to a game at at, Met, at the Metrodome and were um, you know were sitting at the bullpen there and um, talking to Juan Rincon. Did were you always a pitcher growing up, or did you play any other positions? Yeah, I played uh, third base and shortstop as okay. well, uh, and, and I, I guess just my junior and senior high school. I just kind of transformed into a better pitcher than a hitter or a fielder. Okay. So, and the, and the rest is history. Okay. And going through college, of course, you were a pitcher as well. You went to Concordia, is that correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Concordia St. Paul. Gotcha. And a funny, not I guess not funny, but a cool part is too, um, is your brother is actually a major league pitcher as well. He went to Concordia as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, my older brother, I actually, uh, a funny story about our whole college recruitment. So he is a year older than me, and so so in high school he he uh, he committed there a year earlier than than I. So, and, and and that was like the first step of like wow that uh, we could really play college baseball if we wanted to. And he committed there, and me being uh, the smaller and, and little brother, I uh, I called every other team in the conference because I wanted to play. <laughs> 
because in high school I played behind him, like in his shadow, and yeah. you know, yeah. So and naturally he was just older and better. So I uh, I did not want to do that again for another three four years. So I called every other school in the conference, and 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 nothing even happened. Half of them like even got back to me. So then I did resort to signing or, or committing to Concordia to follow him there. But it, 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 in uh, it, 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 uh, yeah. So I mean, like him going there is the same thing with me. It's probably the best thing that could ever happen to us. Yeah. I, I don't have a brother. I got two younger sisters and, uh, you know, I, I always wanted a brother. You know, I asked, you know, even yeah. growing up, I said, mom, you know, let's, I want a brother, you know, but uh, I, I would imagine that that is about as cool as it gets to play baseball in college with your brother. And, you know, even to follow exactly. him into the bigs, I mean, he pitches, where, who does he pitch for these days? He is on the the Dodgers. So okay. he's going to be traveling around like the Beatles, basically with all, with all that attention from the media and everything. <laughs> right. Kind of cool situation he's in. Yeah, the Dodgers just signed Shohei Otani, and man, I mean, yeah, if you another household name in baseball, man, Shohei Otani, yeah. I would imagine um, he's got he's going to have some pretty cool stories, you know, with with him. I oh, for sure. I, you know, we talked a little bit about batting and pitching, and how, you know how they don't let you do one, you know, they don't let you take even take batting practice. I mean, I'm sure that's got to be a whole new ball of wax for that guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what he's doing is just incredible. Uh, like Otani is one of one. Like he's elite caliber pitching and elite caliber as a hitter. Like that is just extremely rare. Yep, it is. But but cool to see. I mean, it's. I, I mean, even if you're not a Dodgers fan, I mean, everybody's kind of a Shohei Otani fan because it's cool just to see. I mean, it's kind of like, oh. uh, you know, like Tom Brady. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Patriots fan, but I mean, it's still cool right. to see him win seven rings and be. You know, I'll be able to tell my grandkids someday that I watched Tom Brady. You know, right. win all yeah, those Super exactly. Bowls and watch Shohei Otani pitch and hit. I mean, that's pretty yep. cool. That's exactly right. Yeah, may, may, so we may cool. never end up seeing anything like that again. Right. Yep. Right. So you can't take it for granted. That's for sure. That's right. Now, speaking of talent, did you? You know, when you were in high school, I'm sure you were. A pretty dominant pitcher. I mean, if you're if you're making it to the big leagues, you know you were probably taking charge of the hill and having some pretty good command up there in high school and even into college. But once you jumped from high you know from high school to college and even now into minor ball and into the and with the twins, did you notice much of a talent change throughout those steps? Uh, from me or or my competition? I guess both. Yeah. So uh, I. I uh, for me, like, like obviously, um, uh, I was a late bloomer, so I, I didn't get really good at pitching until like college, and then then I had to like figure a lot of stuff out because a lot of things like changed for me. Okay, because I, I became bigger, stronger, started throwing harder. So, um, but in college, I only, I only had one pitch. I only had fastball. And same with high school. Okay. So then, right, right when I got into pro ball, uh, having one pitch does not work at all. Right. You got to have at least two. And if you want to be a starter, you got to have three or four or five pitches. So that was like the big, like eye-opening thing for me uh, coming into pro ball is the, is the need for a second pitch. But, uh, but, uh, um, sorry, I dropped my phone. Uh, let's <laughs> say like me playing sports throughout my whole life, like, uh, like I played three sports throughout my whole life. I was very coachable. So like adding and learning new pitches and new ways to pitch and everything came, uh, came super easy for me. So Okay. Yeah, I heard uh, you've, you're developing uh, a new pitch this year you're, to throw into your mix. 
Yeah, uh, it, it's a well. It, it's actually a couple pitches. One's like a critique, and then another is like a whole new pitch. But okay. uh, it's a two. It's a two seam fastball, and that that just means it, it runs horizontally more. Okay. And maybe it it, it runs to to the right into right handed hitters. I think uh, at at the end of last season, at uh, with my starting stint, uh, the righties were very comfortable at the plate because their whole approach was like looking away because they had a slider. A forcing fastball that did not run a lot, so it was pretty straight, and then a uh, cutter. So their whole approach was like middle away, and that was a, and that was an easily easy like approach for them. So I needed a pitch to, to go into them that can also plan for strikes to to to, to, to basically expand the zone some more. Okay, gotcha. Give them a different look, and you know, it, yeah, I mean, four different pitches they're all all different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. When you when you made your major league debut, I, I remember this game too, um, and I want to talk to you a little bit about it. Um, it was versus the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. I'm, I would imagine, you know, as a as a baseball fan, you know, growing up, that was pretty cool to pitch there too, huh? Yeah, it was very cool. Um, it can be very intimidating that place because they have the bleacher creatures, which is the fans there who uh, who heckle you. They do their research. They talk about your sister, mom, family, like <laughs> half, like whatever. They they do their research just to try to pick you apart. But luckily, the day I was supposed to pitch got rained out. So then I got bumped to the next day, a doubleheader, but I had an early game. Okay. So and, and uh, it, it wasn't planned, so not a lot of tickets were sold. So the place was not that full. Nice. But I still got heckled a little bit. Which uh, um, does not bother me. I, I always thought it was funny that they do that. So, but yeah, I mean, in New York City, to have your debut, you can't write it up better than that. Yep. And then uh, I had the chance to face Aaron, Aaron Judge in his MVP season, and that was just icing on top. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that too. You got to strike him out, which was probably pretty crazy. Yeah, it, it, it was my first strikeout too in, in the MLB, which is even crazier. That's and I got awesome. him on a changeup. That's awesome. And so, then, uh, yeah, and then the second and third time through the order, he uh, he hit my the first home run I, I gave up as a <laughs> as an MLB pitcher to him as well, and it was on the changeup. Okay. And that right and that right there just goes to tell you what what the what the good like the, the great hitters do. Right. If you get them on one pitch, you're most likely going to throw that pitch again the next at bat, and that exactly what he was looking for, and he got a good piece of it and took me deep. Well, it's nice that uh, you know you got him once good, and now then he got you. It's kind of a bummer, but yeah, at least it's uh, at least it's that's pretty cool that maybe to be able to. I mean, he's potentially a Hall of Famer, you know, coming up too, yeah. in the you know in his in his later after retirement. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool to be able to strike him out. Does the I had a chance to meet the curator uh, for the Minnesota Twins. So will you like your first strikeout? Do you have that ball? I do. Yeah, okay. I have it in a frame with my jersey, pleats, and glove. Actually, I got put the whole, like the whole, like, uh, like the lineup card, ball, the whole, everything in there. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you have it framed up. Got it hanging in your man cave, I'm sure. Yep. Exactly. That's sweet, man. Oh, that's so cool. And I suppose it's probably uh, frowned upon to send that to Aaron and be like, "Hey, man, can you sign this for me?" <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I probably, I don't think he would sign it. To yeah. Be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, I get it though. That's cool. So, um, you we I interrupted you a little bit when you were talking about your different pitches. Um, so you've got, and I wanted to kind of touch on that too. So, 
just getting into the bigs, you know, you, you had a pretty commanding fastball, and that's kind of what got you there. Um, and you said it's a little uncharacteristic for an MLB starter for for sure for sure to have just a fastball. So you had to develop a, a new a new few pitches. Is that something that was hard for you? Had you kind of messed around with that, you know, before? Um, has the pitching staff, uh, Pete Mackey, has he worked on, with you to help help develop these new pitches? Yeah. Um, so uh, as a as a pitcher in college, I, I didn't need an, a second pitch, and, and that was the whole reason why I only threw my fastball. Yeah. But the fastball did did get me to the professional level, and then ever since then, like I was working with the coaches, with my catchers. Uh, asking like hitters like what looks good what doesn't how do you throw this and that changing grips and all that until something sticks and and, and that's basically and that's how you find pitches and, and and every pitch every grip could change year to year uh these past couple of years uh i started throwing a cutter that just randomly came about and that was a year that i debuted in and it's been one of my best pitches since and that's and, and that's like my newest pitch almost so yeah sweet do you how do I guess it's a little, you know, I've never pitched. I used to play third in high school, so I don't, I don't know too much about pitching and how you approach a batter. Um, I would imagine, you know, at, at your level of play, there's a little bit more analytics involved, but how do you, um, you know, let's say, you know, you get the assignment, you're going to start against, uh, you know, the White Sox or, you know, the Guardians or whoever. Mm-hmm. Do you look at the lineup for that day or, and how do you pre- prepare for that start? Yeah. So I do my own research. We have a whole like a login and database with all these stats and everything. So uh, like a week, day, a couple of days before I do my own research on the whole lineup. And then day of the start, I meet with the pitching coach and the catcher. And they also do their uh, they also do their plan and research. And, and, and then we and, 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 we, and then we just have a conversation, go through the whole order. We know what pitch to throw, what pitch not to throw in every count, in every location, and uh, it, it's pretty in-depth. Okay. But I do got to say, it's one thing knowing what to throw, and it's another thing actually throwing it to that spot. So Right. Yeah, there's that old saying, uh, you know, you can put a plan together for a fight, but then once you get hit in the mouth, it all it's all, <laughs> it's all anybody's guess after yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it, and and, and, and the crazy and, and and that's what and that's what makes pitching so well because every every outing, every every like outing pitch or whatever, uh, um, some outings one pitch might not be there, so then you have to call an audible and, and you know and change some fields and stuff. So yeah, yep. or maybe the maybe, maybe the lineup that you're facing, you know, I'm sure they're doing their scouting too, and now Louis taking the mound against us. What's working for him lately? All right, now let's practice that pitch and. You yep. know, how can we and combat exactly against it. it? So, yeah, it's all – sometimes I imagine you got to fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, that is the game within the game. And yeah. and not only, like, trends that I pitch, but, uh, like, I tip as well sometimes. Okay. I, like, tip pitches, you know, it, whether it's people on base from the windup. And that's a whole a whole nother game. Yeah. So. <laughs> the game within the game within the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. So last season um, – you you kind of had a little bit more of a of a unique role with the twins. You started as a as a starter, and then toward the latter half of the season, you um, you were in the bullpen as a kind of a reliever. How was that for you? Was it? Uh, I guess you know. I would imagine working for you know. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking about myself here. Um, 
you know, your your job description is listed, but then it also always says like, and other duties, you know, you may be assigned. So was <laughs> was pitching was pitching in the in the bullpen kind of one of those things, you know, like other duties that may be assigned for you, or was it something that you talked about in the middle of season? Were you totally prepared for it? Did it kind of throw you off and kind of give you a whole new game? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, um, yeah. So uh, I was in AAA at the time as a starter, and and basically I was just backed up for the big league team in case there's an injury or something happens, this and that. And then uh, come late of the season, all the, all the health, all the starters are healthy, pitching really well, and I was pitching well in AAA, and and. Uh, there was a need of a bullpen spot at the big league team. And, and uh, so they switched me to the bullpen role. Triple A just try me out and see what I got just in case they wanted to use me. Yep. Turns out I throw harder on myself sharper. And then they decided, decided to pull me up and use me as a pen. And then, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, it's not that hard to transition to that role. There's pros and cons for each role. Um, but I do got to say it's easier to get three or six outs rather than, 15 outs as a starter. Right, so. right. Yeah, I would imagine that, you know, the art of starting and the art of, you know, relieving or closing is a little bit different too. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. exactly right. So I guess, can you can you talk a little bit about how they are so different? Like you said, I mean, of course, you're focused on getting more outs versus yeah. three outs, you know. Talk a little bit about what, what, as a pitcher, why it is so different. Yeah, um, I, I guess for starter, you, you have to face uh, – the same batter three, four times. Okay. So that game within the game kind of happens. And like, and like uh, pitch sequencing, which you don't want to throw the next time or this and that, or add a pitch to the sequence. And as a, as a reliever, you need one or two pitches to get the guy out, and you're most likely not going to see him again that day or that game. Sure. So it's, it's more of like I'm going to throw my best stuff at you right now, get you out as a reliever, rather than trying to finesse, plan for the, plan for the future of the next at-bat with that guy as a starter. Gotcha. And also, and also as a starter, I tend to coast, meaning like I, I throw at 90, 95% effort. So I'm not throwing as hard as I would out of the pen just so I can last four, five, six, seven innings. And as a reliever, you can go out there, empty the gas tank and just throw as hard as, hard as, as, hard as you can and want. So, yeah, yeah. We, I definitely noticed that too, just watching you last year. I mean, I remember one time specifically you were leaving and you were hitting hundred, you know, multiple times in yeah. in that outing. Right. It was pretty cool. Is it pretty fun to throw that fast? It is. It's very fun. <laughs> I would it's imagine. Fun. I would imagine it's just about as fun as, you know, like connecting on a nice pitch or, you know, making a perfect cast or, you know, hitting a golf ball just square nuts. I mean, I'm I would imagine it's, it's pretty into fun. A musty too, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's all the same. Yeah, that's sweet. That's cool, man. So yeah. This year, you know, I, I know it, there's a little, you know, there's some things up in the air. Um, mm-hmm. What, uh, what, are, what are the, I guess, you know, you don't have, you can tell us as much as you want. You know, I don't yeah. think any Sox fans listen to here, uh, you know, listen to this podcast or any Guardians fans listen to this podcast. Yeah. But I mean, what are they, what do you think you're going to have it? What, what's your assignment going to be like this year, do you think? Yeah. So uh, as of now, I'm being built up as a starter. Okay. So uh, end of spring training. I'll be built up to five, six innings, hundred pitches, and either start with the Saints and and uh, or uh, earn a spot on the big lead roster and and be a starter for the Twins. Okay, sweet. Yeah, I know yeah. Um, the Twins. You know, we lost a couple guys over the off season. Um, Kenta Maeda being one of them. 
um, Sonny Gray being one of them. So that kind of opens up a few more spots. But um, the mm-hmm. Twins have been pretty active on their on their pitching staff in the off season, which is which is good. I mean, you want a lot of depth, of course. And right. um, you know what? That's one thing that that I noticed too as a fan is the the Twins had a rock solid bullpen last year and a rock solid starting staff last year, and which is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need that in a team. And I think, uh, you know, you, I mean, hats off to you guys. You're doing a good job at it. You're, you're staying healthy and hopefully everybody stays healthy too. But, um, you know, it's, uh, I would imagine the spot that you're at is pretty tough. I mean, you got Pablo Lopez, Hedia, um, you know, all those guys, yeah, Paddock is back this year. So, um, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of fighting for a spot and you're, of course, you're cheering everybody on. So it's, it'll be an exciting season. Yeah, it should be. And, and, and that's the thing about good teams. If you want to win championships, you want to have a good team. You got to have depth. That's the first thing pitching will get you there. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm completely on board for a lot. I complete, I understand the business part and, and the whole like situation. And, and, you know, it, it, if things, if things work out where I start in AAA, that's really not even a bad case. Cause it's so fun to play there. Just right. a group of guys, the atmosphere, like everything about it is, is still really great. Yep. And it's nice. It's, you know, close. I mean, in St. Paul, I mean, that's pretty dang close to, you know, not, not far at all from home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's actually 15 minutes from home. I, I literally grew okay. up right by that field. I played high school games on that field, believe cool. it or not. So it's like, yeah. a, it's like, home field advantage but even more so home field advantage yeah (laughs) that's sweet cool man so um do you have any do you have any 2024 goals this year as a pitcher yeah i guess i mean uh staying healthy is my goal every year you know health is just it, 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 it's something that's so hard to do especially in this this long of a season And, and that's kind of what i pride myself on i put a lot of energy and time and just staying healthy. So that's my one goal. Sure. But other than that, I want to, I want to, I want to be a more complete pitcher. Obviously, I have more confidence this year uh, leaving spring training. So I, I, I want to, I want to go, go deeper into games, get more strikeouts, that kind of thing. And, and just basically pitch better and also be a better teammate. That's awesome. It's, it's a, I would imagine it's an exciting feeling this time of year. I mean, you're, like I said, your, your first game against Pittsburgh is a Saturday um, and then you've got a bunch of different teams after that. So, uh, I bet it's, yep. it's, uh, it's like, like, uh, you're waiting for Santa to come here. So excited, you know, as a kid, you get exactly. that, that excited feeling, that excited energy. And yeah, I bet it, it's I, the first, yeah, it's the first game back. And the first game back is always just so just, to, just to get back out there and pitch and, and compete again, you know? Yep, definitely. Well, cool, man. Well, this uh, we're getting towards the end of it here. This is a question that I ask all my guests on on the podcast here. Um, and being an outdoorsman, I think you'll you'll have no problem coming up with an answer for this one. But yeah. can you tell me a, about a time when you were outdoors when time was standing still? Yeah. So how I interpret it is uh, with, with like two experiences. It's just it's that random time you're out on the boat. It's either early in the morning, right before dark. There's no wind. The gla- uh, and the water is just like glass, and you do and you do not care if you catch or see a fish at all, because you're just out there. Everything's so peaceful. You're just like a like a fly on the wall, but it, it, it's basically like a leaf on top of the water. You're just floating there, and everything's so peaceful. Wildlife's going on around you. Nobody's calling. Nobody's out on their docks. It's just you out there, and and uh and that is a great example in my opinion about when time is standing still, and also. 
The same goes for when you're in the duck blind. No birds are flying, but everything is just so peaceful and, and, and you're just content and happy sitting there, you know? Yep, definitely. It's, uh, that's one of the, it's one of the cooler feelings when you're out there, you know, ready at, you know, for waiting for first light, waiting for that first, you know, bird to lock into the decoys or, you know, when it's light enough, you can finally see where you're going to cast. I mean, it, yeah, yep. I totally agree. It is, it is a neat time to be yep. out there. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, cool. I, uh, I got one more thing here for you. This is my this or that section. It's a series of 10 questions with two options. Um, I'll go through them and you, at the time, you can rattle them off. Tell me whatever, yeah. whatever sound, whatever option sounds cool at the time. If you want to explain yourself, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, we'll okay. just go on to the next one. Sound good? Sounds great. All right, man. So question one, musky or walleye? Walleye. All right. So I don't know, being a Minnesota dude, um, going to games at the Metrodome, I don't know if you remember this, but maybe you did, you know, as a pitcher, you may have noticed this. Mm-hmm. Up on the jumbo screen, they had, they, if you, an opposing pitcher would walk a twin, they always had this thing that said, walks will haunt. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, actually. Yeah, it was like a ghost. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, they just kind of made it fun. Um, but anyway, do you <laughs> believe that walks will haunt you or do you believe that they won't? Watch will haunt you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. What what pitch feels uh, what pitch feels like it's your bread and butter right now? Out of these two, your cutter uh, or your changeup? My cutter. All right. So now I'm batting against you, and you're pitching against me. Of course, this is how it's going to go. You got I'm behind. I got zero and two count on me. How mm-hmm. are you? How are you going to pitch to me? Up and in, I'm throwing... or low and away? Okay, sorry. Up and in or low and away? Up and in. All right. High cheese, high cherry. You're not touching it. <laughs> You're probably right. All right. So braided line or fluorocarbon line for fishing? Fluorocarbon. All right. So now uh, another thing the metro area is known for is their Juicy Lucy's. And, of course, on Cedar Avenue, there's Matt's Bar or the 5-8 Club. Uh, the 5-8 Club. All right. And now, also a sleeper on that one is is the Nook uh, across the street from – Cream Durham Hall. All right. That's a good tip. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm a, I'm a Matt's bar guy. <laughs> okay. Fair That's, enough. All right. Now, jigging or trolling for walleyes? Ooh. I guess I jigging. All right. Now, we talked a little bit about being a pro fisherman. Would you rather be a pro bass or walleye fisherman? Bass, for sure. All right. More exciting. Now little bit of a question here this time of year would you rather ice fish or fish from a boat fish from a boat all right fish okay. and one thing that minnesota is known for this time of year is their fish fries so it's their fish fry season right now you ordering fried or broiled fish fried all right yep walleye too of course. <laughs> all right. All right, Louie. I appreciate you taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule here to talk to me. Um, all the best of luck to you. I'm looking forward to watching games this year, watching the Twins. I'll be watching as much as I can yeah. for you to pitch. Um, but, yeah, thanks again. Best of luck this season, and um, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and go Twins. All right. Go Twins. Thanks. All right. Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye.